0: I'm Sarah Davidson, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self doubt, challenge, joy, and fulfillment along the way. Welcome back, Bim.
1: Thank you, Bim. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's been like a month. Bim, we can't keep starting the podcast like that. What? It's hello, been a bim. Month. Let's state how long it's been. Oh, it's hello. always it's been, been ages. It's been seven weeks.
0: Welcome back. It yeah. has been a long time, and we have had a really exciting announcement since then. But I love how you always are like, "This is brand new information," <laughs> <laughs> even, even though you knew on like day one. Okay, I have from to say, like though,
1: minute one, with your pregnancy, like we've just discussed, we do this. I don't know why we did our catch up before. We don't usually. What do you mean? Before we started recording? Yeah, yeah, we
0: usually do it on the record. But yeah, I was like, tell me everything in case it was like, I don't know, don't want to make it public. I don't know. Maybe you had some secrets.
1: Me? No. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um No, I was saying that it's still every time it feels like news to me because I just I'm not doesn't register in my brain that you are with child. I know. I think it's because I've got such a small bump. Yeah, like it's still well- possible to not
0: acknowledge it immediately
1: that and like you physically don't like your face and your body doesn't look like it hasn't changed dramatically and also your workload
0: okay is i am still very sleeping high. a lot
1: more i mean i woke up at 11:30 today you were like what time should we meet 12 i was like yeah yeah i mentioned at 7 a.m being like well, she won't respond for at least five hours i'm pretty, pretty sure ask. i replied at like
0: 11:30. you're like
1: sounds good <laughs>
0: Like no, it no, was I to sleep. like you were
1: compromising for me.
0: <laughs> that was actually one of the questions that someone asked. Um, I put up a little Q and A on Instagram, and because I always want to make sure that I'm answering questions you actually are interested in, and particularly with this, it's such a big lifestyle change that I really didn't want to suddenly just become a pregnancy page because even though that's a big part of my life, and the page is. You know, just reflecting literally what is happening around me at the time. I know there are lots of people that it's not relevant to their life stage or they're not so interested in it. So I didn't want to make it like my whole personality. So I was like, what are you actually interested in? What aren't you? And one of them was like, how did you hide it while you were like traveling around and
1: working? Genuinely. Which well, we will get to. We will get to. And it was very interesting. But at the same time, I don't feel like you overly curate your page to reflect what people want to see because even day to day, I would always forget that you were pregnant because you just never made it. We right. like we every now and then we'd be like, Oh my god, or every time we saw each other it'd be like, Oh my god. But then we'd go and you'd paint the house and be like, Oh, I wasn't meant to paint
0: <laughs> Or be like, Hey yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. I didn't check the like, like it's just hum rating Yeah, that. it just didn't really <laughs> like you
1: never really made it your your whole identity. And I don't think you I don't know, you just have so much going on that it's almost hard to that be your sole focus.
0: Which has actually been really nice because I feel like it's a really amazing life transition and so exciting. And of course, there'll be a point when the baby actually arrives where it will consume everything for a short amount of time or a long amount of time, depending. But right now, it is really nice to still have a balance. Like I, I don't want it to be everything I talk about, even though I'm so excited about it. One of the nicest parts of it was actually keeping it a secret because I don't ever keep secrets. Like I share everything straight away, I which I just, love. Like some people always ask, "Do you find it weird?" And I'm like, "No, I volunteer that information."
1: Like I love sharing. I can't believe you're pregnant still. And un- until yeah. I, unless I visualize like a newborn child in your arms, yeah, I'm like, nah, nah,
0: nah. I know it's so weird. It's I feel so even we've been like
1: that, though. but it's crazy because there's so many. So much of this pregnancy feels perfect, like the house just happened and is finishing in ready (sighs) in time for baby and then kind of like the changing of hands. Someone had commented it was like Paul's gift, which I thought was really cute. Oh, my God. I wrote a
0: story the other day about how so one of the beautiful, beautiful things, even though I've cried so many tears knowing that Paul will never meet the baby and that was really really hard for me because I just always envisioned that mm. my pregnancy would involve Paul just being around and he's such a support whenever you got whenever you don't feel well you know dogs are like everything in those moments but the week that he passed away was the Monday and we we were already pregnant but we were in that agonizing wait which we'll talk about after between knowing we were pregnant but hearing a heartbeat, which was kind of where we got the bad news earlier in the year. And our first scan, hearing the heartbeat, was like two days later. Oh, God. So I kind of like I saw that as Paul like passing on his heartbeat to another little being and oh my god oh. when I wrote it down I started crying oh, <laughs> because it was so like sweet. he's like I can't be I can't be here but I'll pass on my heartbeat to someone else oh my god I lost it I lost it oh. I lose it all the time
1: Damn, that's I know really
0: but before we get to the pregnancy questions um what's happened since then I think we left it last episode on the amount of people who have also used an empty cardboard toilet roll to wipe when there's no paper.
1: No, I would say the the vast amount was like three other people that said yes. Okay, no. I had so many DMs of people being like, anyone who says
0: no is lying. Anyone that
1: says (laughs) yes in a DM is hiding their truth. Leave your truth, honey. Put it in the comments. (laughs) Come on. on. We've also
0: been to Korea since then, which you guys know was incredibly, incredibly special. And now you all appreciate I think why it was extra special knowing we had our little bundle. And I did tell our foster parents that we were pregnant when we were there and it was they, I can't even explain, like they were crying already before we even told them and then it was perfect. They'd brought a gift for Nick which was ginseng. Oh, my God, nice. Korean ginseng is like, you know, for energy. Yeah. And they were like, even better. We thought it was for energy to like make a baby and now it's energy to keep up with the baby. <laughs> Do they give like that root in a bottle thing? Um, it was in like little supplement sachet things. Oh,
1: yeah. What's that one where it's like, looks like a root in a, in a bottle, like preserved? I don't
0: know. I don't know. probably couldn't bring that school. back into Australia. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, we're really just just exposed, declaring that. security. Yeah, <laughs> we looked apart. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> but dad yeah. loved it because he's like, "Oh, another Vietnamese person." Oh, oh, yeah, and it's literally the stuff that he brings home. Yeah, dad, Dad's
1: like, "Oh, we got that one." I would have wrapped that better, honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we've we've had a lot going on since our last because Nick and I did the last years of our lives as a Diaries episode, which was so much fun. Have you listened to it yet? Yes. Whatever. Haven't. <laughs> You'd be so proud of him. It's so bad. He actually opened up so much, except it was hilarious. I it's- was like. What are your sort of biggest on day one? Like we did our surprise, highlight, and lesson every day. And my surprise was like, it's so clean. Um, it's, you know, uh, just normal people things like the skincare is amazing. And my highlight was wearing a hanbok in public because it was so special to do something. His was like economic growth,
1: (laughs) the GDP from the eighties to now, and Samsung and the founder of like Hyundai. And the low light was you have to put your toilet paper in a bin.
0: (laughs) No, the low light was he couldn't find any rubbish bins. So every day he had to carry his coffee cup until we got back to the hotel. I've
1: never really even registered that. Probably because you don't carry a coffee cup with you all day, every day. We, our family love South Korea. And I I couldn't tell you why. I actually truly couldn't tell you why. Because I think people would say if you compared South Korea or Japan, it's, most people are automatically in Japan. And we love Japan, but something about South Korea. See, I think if you've been to both, you resonate with the idea that Korea
0: is like the cheekier, looser sister. Yeah, like the, right? like like little the little teenage. Yeah,
1: yeah, the pubescent teen version.
0: Like still has the efficiency, cleanliness, technological advances, like amazing cute cartoon characters and everything, but a little bit less rigid and yes, orderly. A bit yes. more like... Cheeky, but still
1: super respectful. Oh, so and polite. polite,
0: so polite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was hilarious. Every day, he was like, The bins, the economic <laughs> growth markers, <laughs> and then the other thing was the cute little fire hydrants that all sit on this little gold stand. And He was like, Every day, he'd walk past and be like, Well done, buddy. Because it looks like, be. like it won an award. Nick
1: is ready to be a dad. <laughs> Nick is actually dad. born ready. He, you know, dad, Nick does that thing where he goes and he goes, You see that tree when I was 12. <laughs> I ran past In Tasmania. That tree. <laughs> I ran past that tree so fast, you and didn't that, even see me. You wouldn't know, but this gravel path used to be bitumen.
0: And the economics behind <laughs> bitumen globally is—that's
1: Nick. <laughs> that is Nick so to a T. He's like random <sighs> as facts, and then like somehow he was—he makes it seem like he was born like a hundred years ago. He's like so well, when kind I of. was a kid. Uh, well, kind of. I mean, we rode horses,
0: but you know how like. Sometimes he doesn't let his whole personality yeah, shine yeah. in the Soul Diaries because we were recording on the go with the like portable mic. So fun. He wasn't in like, oh, people are going to listen to this mode. So he just was chatting normally, like cracking all these weird dad jokes. And just, Okay, I'll listen on the way home. It's You'll laugh so much. Like yep. knowing him and knowing how he normally sounds when he knows he's being recorded versus when we were just <laughs> like in the hotel room together, he was- so, if I like talking about the facial and how upset he was that, like, he had to take his undies off and put on the disposable boxes, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that took up 20 minutes of the episode. Would I was you, like, Nick, we're talking about Korean culture. Would
1: you do you, <laughs> if you like took your kid for first ever holiday, family holiday, would you yeah. do the would you do Korea to meet the see the orphanage again? I think I would like
0: our child to have a consciousness of that, maybe. Yep. Like, I feel like. I would love to take them back as a baby for our foster parents and for everyone to meet them, but they won't have memories of that. Yeah. So I think I'd probably want to wait until until they're a little bit older and could remember and maybe not appreciate the entire significance, but kind of understand why, why yeah. you know why they're there. Whereas family holidays like Disneyland and stuff like that, that's exciting to a kid no matter what. Like they don't need to understand what adoption means to kind of yeah. go there. So definitely it will be a big meaningful trip again when we get to take a little baby back but oh my god so much has been going on so yes I promise I will not make my whole personality this pregnancy but we do have a lot of backlogged content given that we kept everything a secret for so long (laughs) and I think most of you will understand having you know kind of come along the ride with us with our miscarriage and pregnancy loss earlier in the year understand that hesitant you know hesitation i think to not just announce it straight away at 12 weeks and because i've had a much smaller bump i also was like i'm just going to wait until i feel like more secure
1: yeah. in announcing
0: it you know it do- it did change things and that's one of the questions so
1: even with even with I personally have so many questions that I feel like you should answer for the audience. Oh, yeah, but can you please add your It's army? more like behind-the-scenes stuff, things like yeah. when did you first tell someone and how did you tell them? And yeah, how did yeah. Because I think in the last one we had questions about um, do you feel like it would kind of stunt the celebration of the next one?
0: Yeah, that was a question this time um, around as
1: well. And I think we discussed it in the miscarriage one where mm. you said yes and no, like you're a bit more cautious, whatever. Mm. But I thought you wouldn't tell me until later way later for just from like a self-protective mechanism mm. like response but it was funny because how Sarah told me well the first time she told how me What did I tell you I was riding home from oh my football god I made train- you get off your
0: bike and pull over in an <laughs> in alleyway
1: the, <laughs> I was riding home in like pitch black and you I just had, found out you had messaged my partner and was like where is Aunt? and she was like at training. Or you were trying to get her to film my reaction, reaction or something. Reaction. And That's I was riding right. home, like, do, do, do. And we were going to see each other the next day for a podcast no, I couldn't Ollie. wait. I was too excited. And so it was like, oh. Um, and I, I was so blindsided. I didn't think you'd be pregnant. More so because I didn't think it'd be this fast after yeah, your yep. previous one. And knowing that you'd only just done your one cycle of the hormone. Mm-hmm. And so you were like, oh i've got i'm gonna tell you something and then i not. i actually didn't even think you'd say you're pregnant really you still because even- you were like oh are you where are you and i was like i'm riding home it's like, oh, yeah, pitch I was like get off your bike i was like she was like yeah you're like get off your bike i was like get and off the like, road i think I said. okay so i was riding holding this bike down Prinny park pitch black, middle of winter yeah, why, and then, why did
0: I do that i was like yeah and I then you were at like, risk you were, risk. <laughs> you were like, like no and
1: then i said do i need to sit down because i, I, I thought yes. no you said no really Cause I was like, if I need to sit down, it'll probably probably be significant. What did I just say? You said no, nah, nah. stand up. You said in oh, oh no, nah, nah. Yeah, you're like oh no, nah. just like just stop riding, probably oh, that's or something so weird. I'm so. And weird. then you said it, and I was like squealing. But then the optics of a one single girl squealing in the middle of a park, yeah, was not. great. I didn't think it through. So I sat down on the curb and I was like hyperventilating. I was like, <laughs> we couldn't wait till tomorrow, and you're like, no. Nah. Couldn't. Couldn't. Couldn't couldn't do it. How could I wait? And it was like six, six weeks. I think you had the six weeks. It was the scan. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was literally
0: like the minute I knew that, yeah, we had a heartbeat. I had to tell you. Yeah. And also because like, I think, and we'll go into this when the question comes up, but I think also there are certain people whose routine in your life, it's impossible. Like the minute I said hard poached egg, you would have been like, (laughs) (laughs) like, you know, there's just certain things that are so, or if I said no goat's cheese, you'd just be like, "Okay, that's hilarious." If I said no alcohol, you'd be like, "Whatever." But if I said no goat's cheese and a hard poached egg, you'd be
1: like, "Summons up." And then it would have been the whole painting thing. Yeah, because we were painting heaps in true. that time in the Renault. True, true, um, true. Wait, two more questions about it all. How did your family react? Oh my gosh, they're so so excited. Yeah, so excited, like beside themselves. Like it, same. As before, or they were a bit more cautious with their celebration this time?
0: I think they were the same. They were the same level excited. And then they were, I think they understood that we would be more cautious. So they were a little bit more thoughtful about like buying presents yeah. or th- or talking about getting the nursery ready and stuff. So they, they let us guide the pace a lot more, but they definitely, them showing their excitement yeah. was not. Any Different. more curtailed <laughs> than it was. Mum is losing her actual shit.
1: Yeah, but your mum losing her sh- shit is like, I okay. I found a new analogy for your mum because mm-hmm. she's like a cold golden retriever human. Yeah, hundred percent. You know when Goldie's get so excited, they yeah. like wag their whole hip. Yeah, they but they don't uh, like they like don't like <laughs> like Paul he didn't bark like he didn't like jump or anything but he got so excited he'd have to it's like, like a internal toy in his mouth. yeah it's like displaced emotions. So your mum's like like. Very physically, like, oh, oh." but like internally, even more. But she, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, like that's your mum. Yeah. And she's mum. I mean, I don't,
0: if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll understand mum's personality just from us talking about her. She is like a born carer, like born to be a mother, a nurturer, a grandmother, an adopted mother, a protector. Like, and her whole life is. Toys and fairies and like she went even when she has no one to buy for, she'll just walk into a Des kids and just look at cute stuff. Like she, this is her moment. She is so excited. So yeah, the family and my
1: brother. Oh my god, he lost it. Didn't he? Lost
0: his mind. And Alex, he cried about the first about the miscarriage. Like he's and he doesn't. You guys know he doesn't. cry a, He cried at yeah, wedding on my twenty first. Yeah, total hard nut. And he he was ready for oh. for a little niece or nephew, and this time around, same. The, day we found out the gender he was like yes (laughs) and had already had things in the cart and he was like you need to tell me so i can order the girl another boy one like he's ready he's so he's so ready it's so I know everyone's so excited
1: um okay i'll go into some questions that you of course a type personality have categorized categorized in (laughs) chronological order well because oh. there
0: was some that overlapped and <laughs> I also have to say I'm so grateful and I know I say this every time we do a Q&A but you guys always ask the most interesting thoughtful invested questions which then for me is the loveliest occasion to reflect because often you don't you don't ask yourself these questions otherwise so I've already had fun just reading them and thinking that's a really interesting question I haven't thought of that so thank you for always being so kind and never ask, and no one ever asks anything inappropriate. Yeah, you or have a really far. great community, so respectful, and I really, I really love you guys for that. Yeah, and for being so excited about the pregnancy. Like I thought, Paul passing away broke the
1: internet, but like this broke. Remember, we were <laughs> on the phone page. We were on the phone because yeah. Sarah had messaged me and it was like, "Oh, which photo? You know, like those memes. It's like." Two um, identical your, 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 your photos. Best, no, your best friend responds as if they didn't help you just choose their photo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i literally sent you and I was like, "Which one?" You are like, "They're the same." Her and I was like, "No, I'm putting do both." You know what I just pretty much did? I just went fifty fifty, chose one, and I hope it was the one that you liked. And then I was like, "Oh, me too." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were like, "Yeah, that one." I was like, "Wait, wait, wait. Which did you like?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that one. Definitely for those exact same reasons." <laughs> Tell me your reasons and I'll, and I'll tell so you my dumb. reasons. I'm so dumb. And then, <laughs> yeah, you, I was on the phone with you as it, you posted it and it was going nuts. It was so nice. It so, was really lovely. Anyway, so in order of, chronological order of process of pregnancies, is how you've categorized this. Yes, and then there were
0: three that I just, that are more visual that yeah. I'll answer on Instagram, but I wanted to acknowledge them here because... If I don't answer them, you might think where is the answer to that, and it will be
1: on Instagram. Yeah, I'll put that last for for flow of order. I don't put them first, oh, first.
0: because I think one of
1: them is like an introductory oh, gotcha. question. Okay. You know, for the flow of the ideas. Okay. I don't know. I don't know which question of this flows, but I'll. Decide. I don't know. I can't remember. First one is bump-friendly outfits. Oh
0: yeah. Okay, so that's definitely a visual one. Yeah. And I'll share that on Instagram. And I also must say, I have a very small bump. Um, so I probably am not quite yet expert enough to share, but I have done a bit of bump hiding. So yes, yes. we'll share that on Instagram. So keep your eyes. open You've done for a that. lot of bump hiding. Yeah, but like really small bump, and also the bump has done a lot of hiding. So yes, yeah, we, we'll you. talk about that also about the bump.
1: Um, the next question, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope the last question I asked is a good segui, but it might not be um, Which. <laughs> Will you keep the gender a surprise?
0: Yeah, this was a really lovely question. We've already announced the gender. So the first post that we did with the ultrasound, I don't think I'd mentioned the gender in it. I didn't know that I had not Like I didn't do that on purpose. But then a nurse was like, by the way, there's a massive penis in that ultrasound. And I was like, yeah, I know. I wouldn't know how to pick that out. Well, I think once I'll show you, once you look at it again, healthcare people or anyone in maternity is like, it's, you know, and he's, what if it's a leg? No, it's like, no, Bim, you can see the leg as well. It's like a, he's growing. I'm
1: like, oh, good oh, boy. We're okay, done okay, okay, okay.
0: Boy. And then I mentioned it in the second one. So we weren't okay. hiding it at all. Okay,
1: okay, cool, cool,
0: cool. But um, second part of that question is Nick refused to do a gender reveal. Like he was so any you announce how you want we do the video we do the post whatever makes you comfortable this is our baby but like your pregnancy and your body changes so you you dictate the narrative except I will not do a gender reveal.
1: Okay, I have to agree with that with Nick. Yeah, he was good like, I've never Nick. seen a good one.
0: I've just they make me cringe. He just, also, this day he and night, li- and it, you know, and yeah, it's yeah. So he was like, that's the only thing he put his foot down on. So we I just like slipped it into a. I could not
1: imagine Nick doing little a little dick pick and before. then being like, oh, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our poor baby has a dick pick up on the internet already. <laughs> I know, did you? But also,
0: we would have we would have done one with Paul. A genuine reveal. I think we could have like had him have like a oh. doggy cake or like a balloon I was like, or I was something. Like, Bim, people know Paul's
1: a <laughs> <boy."> so... <laughs> <laughs> I was <Yeah>. like, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> we've known that for 12 years. No, I think if we could have involved Paul, it would have been like easy to make it yeah. sweet.
1: Yeah. But yeah. Um, and then the last of the three visual ones is will your content be changing to pregnancy mm-hmm. pregnancy slash baby things?
0: Yes. Lovely question. Um, and as I mentioned before, I think obviously I just kind of post whatever's happening in my life generally. So even when I'm traveling more, it becomes a travel account. When I'm not traveling, it's a home account. When I'm like run down, it's about health. Um, so I think it'll be the same. I definitely don't want to turn it into like a baby pregnancy account, but I also don't, I I don't think I'll overthink it too much. I think I'll just post about what's happening and part of that will be about pregnancy and Already since announcing, it's only been a week or something, but I've done, you know, the two pregnancy posts and then everything else has just been everything else I've been doing that wasn't related to pregnancy at all. So I think it'll just continue to be the same. And I will have conscious in the back of my mind that I don't want it to become my entire identity. Um, But I also don't want to curtail the celebration part of it either. And as so far, like I sort of apologized in advance for the bombardment in at least the next couple of weeks while we're backlogging through content and questions but everyone was like please keep posting like we find it really interesting a lot of people are on their conception journey or they're pregnant and you know want the recommendations or they're you know they've had kids and they like reflecting on that period so yeah I think I'll just keep my finger on the pulse with people's reactions and see
1: yeah but I think also important to be the open person that you are like if you feel like you want to yeah, talk about more, it. I will. Yeah. If it's like a very pregnancy
0: heavy day, I'll talk about it yeah. and then if I I've had days where I forget myself, so I think yeah. it'll be like balanced.
1: I just keep telling people you got IBS. Well, that too. <laughs> okay, now mutually exclusive. Now, now into the pre-trying stage.
0: Yes, and for um anyone listening who is trying to conceive or going through you know various parts of the trying to conceive process. There are a lot of questions about the miscarriage. So trigger warning for this section if you want to fast forward to the pregnancy part or skip this episode altogether.
1: Yeah. Um also um on the topic of people trying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is more so just acknowledging that a lot of people haven't has haven't had are still trying. Yes. And absolutely. It's a journey for everyone. Absolutely. So appreciate that. Um but First question, how long were you off hormonal contraceptive before trying?
0: Great question and it's so hard to know. I mean so many of us just got slapped on the pill when we were so young without really yeah. understanding. I came off the pill about 24 months, mu- about two years before um, starting to try.
1: Is that how long it was? ago? I-,
0: I think 24 months. I think we thought it was going to be a year and then Nick's dad got yeah. really unwell and then it and COVID and everything kind of delayed the, us starting to actively try, um, which was fine because it took my body a while to get a natural cycle back. And I think I had 56-day cycles really, really long for the first 12 to 18 months. Maybe it was a bit less than two years, but it was definitely between sort of 18 to 24 months.
1: And how long were you on the pill for?
0: Like 10 years, more I reckon.
1: 10 years, I it.
0: More maybe 15. So I was a dancer so like yeah I was on it for a really long time. Um, My cycles became regular but they were long regular so it was impossible to know when I was ovulating and interestingly after the miscarriage they went back to normal 30-day cycles straight away.
1: Yeah I remember you showing me you were like you wouldn't believe it. It was no it wasn't you were saying it's exactly 28 days.
0: I think it was thirty, but still. It was but, between twenty-eight and thirty, from fifty-six to sixty. Cons- but
1: consistent every single
0: month. Totally consistent. Insane. And a lot of people have that anecdotal experience about wow. a miscarriage kind of resetting your body's cycles. It's really interesting.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um now into the miscarriage. Yep. Um Did you do acupuncture post miscarriage?
0: I've been a big acupuncture lover for many, many years, particularly through chronic fatigue. It's always been a really big part of my health and well-being kind of toolkit. But I didn't after the miscarriage because I gave my body, I got my period back six weeks after the um DNC operation, which was way quicker than I thought it was going to be. So especially in that first cycle, I just thought, just don't do anything. Like, not just no acupuncture, no nothing. Like just let your body just figure out when it wants to get its cycle back, just let it heal, be very gentle. I didn't do, really do anything. I just kind of ate well, slept well, um, and was very gentle on myself. And then once that came back, we were like, okay, we've got one cycle naturally, which means we can technically start trying again. And um That was, the question will come up later, so I'll cover it in a different question, but that was the next cycle we started ovulation induction as a sort of aid to trying to get pregnant. So I thought while I'm doing that protocol, I don't want to have too many things going on. Not that they clash or anything, but I personally just wanted to be able to track what my body was responding to without having different possibilities. Mm. And then the third cycle, we got pregnant. So I didn't actually ever revisit acupuncture Um, But I have heard wonderful, wonderful things about it, especially if it takes you a little bit longer.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of that question is kind of the next question is to, if you could tell us more about what ovulation induction is.
0: Yes. So there are so many different stages in the fertility spectrum. And one of them for, one of the kind of earlier, less intense than IVF, less intense than IUI, is ovulation induction for people who have irregular cycles or just don't know when they ovulate. So that makes it really hard to know when you can try because you can only try when you're ovulating and that's sort of a two day, 48 hour period. And then because of the life cycle of sperm and eggs, there's a few more days either side, but it's a very specific timed window. And when I had fifty six day cycles, no idea. That's just so impossible. Yeah. Unless I was peeing on a stick every day, like I had no way of knowing. So your chances are already so messed up by just having no guidance about when. So because of that, the um, fertility uh, specialist that I was working with suggested ovulation induction, which is the injection video that I uploaded. So it's a very small needle, looks like a pen. Um and you it's a trigger shot so you give yourself the shot they teach you how to do it it's not a huge vaccination type needle it's like really small you can ice it so you're numb so you don't really feel it go in it wasn't nearly as scary as it looks and that brings on your ovulation so they they tr- they give you ultrasounds and they check that you're getting close to natural ovulation and then they'll say okay we think it's going to happen in the next sort of 48 hours. So on this day, take the injection and that guarantees that in that block, you will ovulate. So then they tell you it's very clinical, but they're like, you take the injection on this day and then you have sex on Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, whatever it is. And that at least makes sure that you're putting in the effort in a window where it's going to matter, rather than you just stabbing in the dark kind of thing.
1: And so, how how often do you have, these, have to have these ultrasounds for them to give you this window, or is it just one, and then from there they can gauge for the next couple of months?
0: So you would usually start um, the appointments at the start of your. So, I think most people will go and have an appointment at the start of their period, so they know when. the the, like actual menstruation has started and then you can kind of start tracking how many days it's been since your period. Um, I did three different scans before um, they figured out I was close enough to take the injection. I'm not sure. I haven't spoken to that many people who have done it otherwise, but I think um, what happens, at least with me, pricing-wise, you pay for a cycle and you get as many scans as you need in that Ah. cycle. So you're not paying each scan. So if you need six scans... That's fine. If you need two, that's fine. It's not like the more scans you need, the more you pay. It's yeah. like you pay for the ovulation induction cycle, and that covers all the scans, all the medication, the all package. the follow-ups. Yeah.
1: I see. Okay. Cool. And then um, it was the next question was how long between miscarriage and pregnancy? Like I think you kind of kind of touched on it in that answer.
0: Yeah. So three cycles. Three for cycles. Me. Yeah. But interestingly, following on with the ovulation induction question, we didn't fall pregnant that cycle. So we did the injections. Um, Some people have period symptoms after that. I kind of just had cramps. Um, You do have to be a bit gentle with yourself. Some people get quite bloated. And then we followed exactly the days. They called it have relations, which is so gross. (laughs) But that, that didn't work, that cycle. And then we fell pregnant naturally, so we didn't do another ovulation induction cycle the next month because my cycles were getting so regular by then that we'd kind of figured out ah. when it vaguely would be. And then we were also going to be overseas. So they were like, we can't scan you when you're overseas. So we might as well just take a break. You take the pee sticks and pee on them in this vague window, and then you'll know if same ovulate, thing. They'll yeah. be like, it'll say within 48 hours, you'll ovulate. And then you do it on these days. And then- we, that cycle naturally we felt pregnant. That kind
1: of leads into the next question because the next question was, did you consider IVF or conceiving naturally, which you end up ended up actually conceiving naturally, not needing ovulation induction or even IUI? Yes.
0: Yeah, so we had definitely considered the possibility that we would need to do IVF. IUI, I think is the step, it's intrauterine insertion, I think it is, in between ovulation IV- induction and IVF. Yeah. Um, And there's lots of different kind of steps you can take before. Sometimes if you have chronic endo or something, you might get recommended to go straight to a certain stage based on your eggs and all the tests. All I would say is information is key. Like the more you have to work with, the less stabbing in the dark and not time-wasting, but there are certain things that medically they could say are not likely. So, you know, if you really want, if you really feel like you're running out of time. For us, we considered both and were ready for the fact that it could be really difficult. Um, We had no kind of identified fertility problems and the miscarriage, they take the placenta afterwards and test to see if there was a reason and there was no reason. It was just a mathematical, it just happens. Um, But we still thought it might be, we might need to and we definitely considered it, but we were very lucky that we didn't get that far into needing any more investigations, but we had definitely thought about it.
1: And then, yeah. And we're
0: very prepared for it given so many of our friends have done IVF. Mum did IVF for 10 years. Yeah.
1: I think the, I think IUI is the first step for same-sex female couples, Oh, IUI and then IVF. Well, some people might go straight to IVF or something, Mm. but often they'll try IUI because it's cheaper and more more accessible.
0: Yeah. And I think it's less invasive on your
1: body. So you you still do egg collections.
0: I never had to do egg collections or anything, but you'll have the same trigger injection before an egg collection as well. Um, but we never, yeah, had to had go, go that far, Yeah, which we were very, very surprised about.
1: <laughs> you are very fertile, my friend. Um, and then did you do, did you do anything differently this time?
0: Um, it's funny that so much, there's so much science and it can be really easy to get bogged down in like the research of if you stand on your head or if you do this and blah, blah, blah. But the anecdotally, the biggest advice we got is like if you overthink it and you add too much cortisol and stress around the whole thing, you make it a lot harder for your body to just do its thing. So that's why so many people go on holiday and often when they stop trying so hard, I'm not saying go and stop trying hard, but just people have a lot of stories that it's the minute they kind of relax a little bit and go on a holiday. So we happened to have the wedding in Greece that you guys might remember. And because we couldn't do any ovulation induction we couldn't do any appointments we were like well we know the time frame we'll try but you know this is not an intense trying cycle this is a we're overseas whatever um and it was the weekend of the wedding that I happened to be ovulating so we were really relaxed we were just warm and on holiday and having the best time and I would say the main thing we tried differently was not being stressed and trying to fit it in around work and trips and doctor's appointments and we weren't so focused on timing and everything um yeah I it doesn't kind of surprise many people when I'm like it was the weekend in Greece they're like well
1: here you go you were on holiday you were relaxed your cortisol was low yeah I remember you coming back and being like I was zenned out because at that time the miscarriage article had also come out over in <gasps> Greece and so you had this mass relief because everything kind of was you didn't have to hide that anymore you didn't have to hold on to it by yourself and then you had that massive relief and all this support Mm. it was kind of like it was that same weekend yeah it was a perfect little like how it happened for you to be completely stress-free and the timing is a
0: coincidence but it's also not I think the way that we had so much closure around it like the article literally came out on I think Stella's a Saturday and the wedding was that Saturday and then I was ovulating that Saturday. Like it's so so weird. But the closure, the stress-free, the separation from the daily grind, um, eating like a Mediterranean diet, even things like that. Like, you know, we were just in Greece. so I know. And then like, yeah, literally 14 days later. I can't
1: believe it. I know. Actually, this is, I have to say, this is news to me. I didn't know that you conceived in Greece. Didn't I I, I tell you? I obviously don't ask enough questions. did you watch my video,
0: you dick? Obviously not. <laughs> My announcement video like spells it out, you asshole.
1: <laughs> I feel like I watch periods of it and I'm like, oh, wow, well, wow. Well. Do you know why? I sometimes, because I know it already. Yeah, yeah. I watch like the start and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this. Yeah, it was but literally then, 14 days after. Then I realize I don't sometimes. And I also obviously didn't ask very good questions because <laughs> for the whole time I've known I didn't even know when you bloody conceived.
0: Yeah, so because we were tracking – Like if you're not tracking, it's sometimes hard. You know, people don't really know working backwards. I've always been like when people are like, you were conceived that night, I'm like, how do you know it was that exact night? But you do because you work out when you're counting, you know when you ovulated. So it had to be in the ovulation period. And then you know when you get the positive pregnancy test, how many days post ovulation. So one of the terms that you get very quickly initiated into is like a number DPO, which is days post ovulation. And like some people get a positive pregnancy test as early as like seven or eight, which is Whoa. very rare, very, Whoa. very rare. And then also the pregnancy tests, some of them are like six days before your missed period, like very, very early ones. So you kind of can get, you know, really it's like 12 to 14 days, but if the early test kind of can get tiny, tiny levels of the hormone in your body. So I took all the early tests and they were obviously all negative because yeah. it was too early. So I'd just written it off. And then on the 14th day, I was like, well, you know, it's not, this wasn't our time, blah, blah, blah. And then it was positive and I was like, <gasps>
1: oh. I had like
0: 10 negative tests.
1: Because, But uh, 14 days post-ovulation would be when you would probably have the missed period, no? Because ovulation yeah. normally is in the middle, like day 14 to yeah. whatever. So people that are t- testing eight days, obviously, obviously actively trying, so you yeah. would be testing. Yeah. But you would also have missed the period. As your first sign, if you didn't take that 14-day test, no? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: you're either counting from, yeah, days post-expected period or days post-ovulation. And also because some people's ovulation is closer to their period and some people it's further away. So it all depends on your body. Yeah. But generally um, they will align-ish around 14 days.
1: Yeah. Whoa. And then speaking of now you're pregnant and now going through the chronological life cycle of this experience... Um. Did you hear, feel any anxiety about being pregnant after just having lost your first one?
0: So much. I quickly acknowledged this on Instagram um, yesterday and had the most responses, I think, to that slide. The idea that anyone who has experienced a, a pregnancy loss or any hiccups along the way will resonate with the fact that a really unfortunate but totally natural consequence of a bad experience or a tough experience that didn't go how you planned is that you are so much more hesitant to celebrate. And that makes sense because you're you are much more anxious, you do have not PTSD, but just kind of you remember the weeks when things happened and the weeks when things should have happened by and it definitely changes I think people who just have a a very smooth First pregnancy without knowing that their body could not carry to a certain time not that they don't have anxiety of course anyone pregnant has anxiety about making it to the 12 weeks and all that kind of thing but I think it's not imprinted in your brain so much so you you just relax a little bit more I think into each week whereas with a miscarriage you've got that particular week that it happened last time Mm. that's a big line and then looking out for certain symptoms, that's a huge line. I think you're just more paranoid. And that meant that I did a lot of things differently. I told, obviously announced it at 18, like a lot later than I expected. Announced it to friends and family a lot later, except friends who had known about the miscarriage. I told them earlier because I thought I would need the support if it yeah. happened again. We celebrated internally a lot later. I just totally ignored it for the first yeah eight to ten weeks I just was like I can't deal with how stressful it would be to attach to this idea so even the fact that I took not many photos I didn't record anyone's reactions I recorded yours last time I recorded a few people's but in our announcement videos I didn't record anyone and not that that's a marker a lot of people don't record that but in my world I record everything yeah like That's even just for me to keep the videos. I didn't want them in case because I had to delete a whole folder last time and it was really tough. So I treated every stage of those early weeks as it'll be a bonus if I do stay pregnant, but I'm not going to assume. I'll just ignore and um, I think it's a shame because it takes a bit of the joy out of it.
1: Yeah, I think I didn't, not like this is at all about me, but as someone to like support a friend in pregnancy and not know how to respond Mm. really all it was actually easier than I thought because all I did was mirror the excitement that you brought to it like you were like oh my god we're pregnant and in that way I just knew it was an exciting time yeah and I just straight up asked I was like are you nervous and you said yes and I agree fully that it was the eight to ten week period yeah when you were really like even I was like this is all good. Cause you were like, This yeah. is all good. <laughs> because I think you had a really great relationship with your doctors. Yeah. Who had known the first time and they were a lot more hopeful. And that for you was like all you needed. Yeah. And there were some other markers, I think, from for you guys. I think it was around the eight weeks, which is only two weeks after you kind of told me that I was like, Yeah, this is yeah. So this is
0: good. The worst time for us in particular Six. was between finding that out, getting a positive test and then you wait for your first viability scan, which is the one where it's really your first ultrasound after that confirms that the pregnancy test is true. And um, you usually have to wait, like they'll make you wait until they think that you will have a heartbeat by then. Still sometimes you don't, but um, a lot of people do around, I think it was like six or seven weeks and um For us, that was when last time we didn't and then every subsequent scan we didn't have one and they knew very quickly that like it never was going to have a heartbeat. So that for me was the worst period, was waiting for that first one when they're like you could have a heartbeat, you could not. If you don't, it's still not the end but it was awful and I honestly pretended I wasn't pregnant. Like I got excited, I told Nick, we got excited, then we hid the test and we didn't say anything. And then we just waited till the scan, and I nearly threw up in it. Like Aww. I just was like, and our doctor was amazing. She knew, so she said she didn't even say hi. She was just like lie down, let's do it. She mm-hmm. knew that we were just waiting. Yeah, and we all it was Nick's birthday. It was oh. her birthday on the same day. The doctor and we all just cried. We were just like, there's a heartbeat, oh. and it was super strong. Yeah, and it was early as well. They were like, you might not have one still, and then it was really really strong.
1: So we were just like. Because the other thing uh. is, the other thing is that this time around you found out a lot earlier than you found out the previous time. Because last time I think you was you were probably around four weeks. Last time I didn't know when I had ovulated, yeah. so it just was like You're a random did. test. Yeah, and I remember you saying you had a five week scan, and again this is from n- you not really having gone through this journey before and understanding the viability scan and yeah, the importance yeah. of it you were just yeah. like you thought it was a dating scan you were like yeah. i'm going for my dating scan and yeah which really, is what it is as well it's like figuring out how many weeks you technically and, are or yeah and that was yeah it was a lot. i feel like you found out a lot later last time so the, yeah. the period between finding out and waiting for the viability scan was shorter whereas this time yeah. it was like the Long. whole time. <laughs> and it had
0: no expectations last time either. Yeah. So what's really weird is that your your pregnancy is dated from the date of your last period. So even though by the time you're 14 days past ovulation, It's four weeks. like you're actually one day pregnant, but they actually counted as four weeks pregnant, which is, I don't know, it's so weird. Yeah. But then they work out when your due date is based on that and like because everyone cycles a different length. It, do, it still doesn't make sense to me, but anyway. <laughs> okay. But how are you feeling now about it? So excited. Yes. I just when we got to the, you know, that 12 to 13 week scan, which is when you do the nip test, which is all the genetic markers, you do you find out the gender. That's generally considered like you've made it past the safe zone and that's when a lot of people announce. That was a huge, huge relief. But I think we were still a bit colored by last time and so we told more family and some very close friends. But then we still just were like not ready to announce it to the world, so we waited another. Like one of the main questions that people asked were how many weeks along that we are, and we're actually eighteen weeks, which I is nearly halfway. It. I can't believe it. I know, but I just needed to wait till the next scan, which was the eighteen week scan, and that was very very healthy. Um, not not surprisingly, in our um, the next scan. So the first scan that we had, where we had the heartbeat. Um, the baby was just a bean and a heart
1: bean. a bean.
0: and that was with our fertility specialist. And then the next appointment was our first one with our actual obstetrician. We'd chosen an obstetrician, um, in between those two scans is when you kind of pick your hospital and find your doctor and we have an amazing, amazing OB. I love her so much. She says the word yay and her scrubs <laughs> are like bright pink. So I was like, you, we're meant to be. And she said, look, this ultrasound, you'll hear the heartbeat again. You might. Like, it might not move, right? Like, they, they might wriggle. You'll see some like, limbs and a head. It'll be more than a bean but probably won't move. Our baby jumped the entire time. Like, jumped. Like, you'll see I put the part of the ultrasound up. She's like, oh, my God, this is a Davidson. Like, this is a busy <laughs> Davidson. And then all the scans since then he's been he's very said, yes, busy. like, yes, that is my son. Yeah,
1: literally. <laughs> um, and then 18 weeks, so you're due? First week of April. It's gonna be an April
0: thing. Oh April Fool. It's also gonna be the third fire sign in this family. There's another Aries. How do you know? Oh, is Aries a fire sign? Aries is a fire sign. I'm an Aries and Nick's a Leo, which How is also you know a fire what, sign.
1: What am I? Huh? Aquarius. Don't you know what you are? I have no idea. What? Get out of this. That's always what like what's right a fire now. sign?
0: What do you mean? Aquarius like, is it, obviously a water sign. Oh. Uh, Aqua. Okay. <laughs>
1: anyway. Cricket noises. Okay. <laughs> it's not ask Ant questions. It's ask Sarah questions. Um, okay. Sorry. It. Um, how, what are your first symptoms? Friends, so you?
0: interestingly, my symptoms last time and this
1: time were the same. Um, really intense nausea. Do you know what? Okay. I was sick. <laughs> you are amazing though because you were so nauseous. Yet yeah, you just turn up to these things like MC just into <laughs> Allen in Argen. the glass. Who's just into Allen? I, don't
0: know. I think she's a home and away. actress. <gasps> wait, let me check. She's someone, but she's not just
1: into That's amazing. Oh my god! Anyway, you you MC'd like a book launch last time. Jacinta on how house- Allen is an Australian politician.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, she's she the is. Premier of Victoria. She- oh my god, I can't believe I didn't know that. That's, <laughs> That's terrible. terrible.
1: I don't know why that's anyway. Important just Ardern, yes, yeah, I just was just pregnant in day. that day. <laughs> you were pregnant, like pretty much everything in the last, you know, few months you've been pregnant. But you managed nausea very like you. I, I can attest to you, you were very very nauseous. But I feel like you are very resilient because you oh, kind of just you, keep Vim. rocking up. In I was pretty sick. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so someone actually asked me. I think you guys have heard before that I'm like. Not just scared, but phobic of vomiting. Like I hate it. I hate. I will actively avoid life experiences if I think there's a chance of vomiting. So I don't know how to vomit. I, I like. I actually can't. Like even if I have food poisoning, I'd rather hold it in and feel sick for longer. So pregnancy was actually quite anxiety-inducing, thinking I could just be vomiting the whole time. But then I also thought it might break the phobia. Anyway, I didn't. I haven't been a thrower-upperer, which is amazing. But I have instead had, you know, the level nine nausea that's like in your throat just before you throw yeah, up. Yeah, it feels yeah. So that, like, all day for ten weeks. I reckon. Oh,
1: it was really rough. I I remember remember when you were in Tasing, we had that question: Would you rather be cold for the rest of your life or nauseous? Or nauseous? And everyone was like, cold. Yeah, because nausea is the worst feeling. And I feel like sometimes
0: when you throw up, you get release, but it just sit sat in my throat for like. 10 weeks. And because you don't know how long your body's going to have it, there's no end time. So my way of describing it to Nick was imagine you have food poisoning, right? You know, it's awful and you're on the floor, but you're like in 48 hours max, it'll be out of my body. Having that, but being like in 10 to 12 weeks, it'll be gone. Maybe.
1: What? And the shit thing is that people around you can't really empathise or sympathise unless they're currently nauseous and remember what it feels like. Yeah. Because I don't think many just remember what nausea feels like and how In the abstract.
0: Yeah. And also you don't tell them you're pregnant yet. So no one knows that you're going through this. So one of the other questions was, Someone asking why um,
1: I was only eating I love crackers that. and I love pizza that and bread. Sarah's answering her, running her own question. <laughs>
0: well, um, well, they fly and logically. <laughs> I'm so proud the of my order because I organized it. She's not even looking at the questions right <laughs> I can't now. Even she's see like, them. there is a future question. This is my lawyer brain. The future question <laughs> about why I could only eat crackers and bread and pizza was I felt so sick that, and it's very common that you, the first thing you like, feel like eating is a bland carb Mm. like crackers that have no flavor and it's like hungover diet like you just want plain oh the idea of like chicken on it. oh no couldn't eat a salad or a green vegetable like and I mean if I thought about it I would want to throw up like you physically can't swallow any other food except the food that you know you can get down which was usually something really bland like plain rice toast um to the point where Nick was so worried that the baby was getting no nutrients that he asked the OB. He's like, I'm actually really worried. She's not eaten. Like I'm a big salad eater and veggie eater. He's like, she can't eat protein, she can't eat anything. And the way that the OB described it to kind of make us worry less was babies for the ages have survived. It's your body's natural response to like explosive growth. The first trimester you grow all the organs. Like they're done by the second semester, trimester. It's just growing bigger. But in that stage of growing a heart and a liver and a kidney, what after a marathon do you need? You need glucose. You just need quick energy. And then like later you replenish your vegetables and nutrients and stuff. But they're like, you need quick, easy energy. And that's like white plant carbs. And you've eaten vegetables your whole life and you'll eat them again in this other trimesters. You'll be fine. As long as you're taking a prenatal, it's very natural. And some women can't even keep food down at all. So You'll be okay just like if you're craving it, there's a reason. So I literally, I only started eating vegetables again like
1: two weeks ago. It's actually crazy how the body can figure itself out. I, and she's like, babies are smart. Like you're they nauseous, get what they need. Because often when I'm nauseous, no appetite. Whereas you're nauseous and you're like, I still would like a plain carbohydrate because the body knows the that it's doing its thing. Mm. Crazy,
0: amazing. I freaking love it. Or it would be like, I need vanilla ice cream because it's inoffensive and you'll get sugar and energy, but it won't make you throw up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So weird. It's so awesome though. And now the nausea has calmed down a lot, but now I'm like chronic fatigue level tired.
1: Mm. Like I thought I knew being tired generally but it's just like a chemical tiredness that's big for you because you're you're a non that's what i've decided you're resilient but also a non-complainer which makes oh, you feel very man. resilient or more and Nick resilient. Would probably say otherwise no i really don't think you're actually a real non-complainer <laughs> really? for the scheme of baby baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> whoa oh whoa. no <laughs> Okay, we're we're a couple.
0: <laughs> we're a thruple, okay. Okay, we did I U I. is actually Ang is the one bearing the little one. I am breast breastfeeding. <laughs> she's with child.
1: Um, no, no. what was oh, I the, saying? The
0: other symptom is my boobs grew before my tummy. I mean, And yeah. you guys know my itty bitty titty committee. Like, Ant has a screenshot of me showing her on the phone. I was like, look at my fucking boobs. Like, yeah. they are so great right now. No, because
1: Sarah was like, look out. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. I'm sucking it and you can't tell. And I was like, yeah, yeah, your, your areolas your are coming out of your bra. <laughs> one of my
0: really good friends was like, "Did you have a boob job? I was like, are they that different? And in one particular outfit, she's like, yes, yeah, I they, literally thought you went away and had surgery. <laughs>
1: they they were in that photo. You, could, you was should the, you was, share it. it was, I, will, I will. I think it maybe I it was will. the look. pink. It was either the peak pink. That. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. Vim, okay. Bim, you are going to have big, big nipples.
0: But also, for a baby. I also feel like oh, one of the coolest things about the body that I've learned is that your nipples start to go dark and bigger so that the baby, when it can't see properly because their eyes don't develop straight away when they're born, can find it. It's like a little homing system. So cute and clever. Anyway. Nick thinks it's
1: fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, of course, Nick would.
0: <laughs> Every little day he's like, like, oh, my God, oh, I found wow. them. <laughs> there they are. They'll be on the other side of the house. I see them. Literally, literally. But not even in a sexy way. He's just like, heh, <laughs> found him!" <laughs> he's
1: such a cute. <laughs> oh, my God, you idiot. <laughs> um, speaking of being nauseous in that whole time, and I did mention that you kind of kept up with appearances, how did you do that?
0: Um, I think <sighs> – with a lot of conversations with other women about this, I think you honestly just get on with it because you have no no choice. Like you're not gonna tell people to get leeway given to you. Well,
1: some people no. I, I agree, you don't you yes, but you still you you made more appearances you didn't say no than very the much. average person. Yeah. yeah. I honestly a lot of them I
0: had already locked in. Before we knew we were pregnant, or before I knew I'd be that nauseous, so I just kept those because they were big commitments that would be really, really hard for people to replace. Also, Jacinda, I don't like. I would, I wanted to have that experience so badly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think. Um, yeah. Firstly, you just kind of do what you have to do because it's just one chapter of your life where you. You know, it's a bit of a struggle, but you just deal with it. You're not ready to tell people, so you can't really get create space for that feeling. A couple of times I did have anti-nausea wafers, which I was given um, on Danzatron. I think a lot of people have those, and I have hardly taken them because I just preferred if I, you know, wasn't people facing and there wasn't a risk I'd vomit on a world leader, then I didn't take them. But in situations where I really needed to pull through a couple of times, I did take those and they were really helpful. Um, but also there's something about like, if you're lying down when you feel sick and just thinking about it, it's worse. Mm. Whereas if you get dressed, you have a shower, put your makeup on and you go to the event, it's you're so distracted. It almost helped to be busy in that time because you're just, it's just a waiting game. You're just passing time to get to the safe zone. So it almost helped me to be busier because when I wasn't, I'd just sit at home, think about feeling sick and think about what week I was up to. So it felt really slow on the weeks. I wasn't doing that much. And I'm sure it's different if you're like, there were days, some people have, you know, sent in feedback that they were literally bedridden. There were days I was bedridden and I had to cancel a lot of things because I was like, I literally cannot get up. But there were other days where it helped me to get up. So... I think I'm also very fortunate that our job, I can film at home a lot of times, recording we do it at home or there's leeway, it's not live, whereas friends of mine, lawyers in court, like mm. you've got no choice, you have to run out and vomit and then come back and present. So I was lucky that we had a life that could be structured a bit around really bad days. Um, but I also, I don't know, I feel like I didn't want to let go of that identity my non-pregnant identity too early either so I wanted to keep all those commitments and yeah there's a hilarious amount of behind the scenes photos though from all of those events where I'm just like dead on the floor for the whole rest of the day with a pizza half in my mouth half out like with all the photos I've sent you like after glamorous looking events You're where like- I'm
1: just like KO. <laughs> Was this, did that reflect a lot at home with you and Nick though like were you very low energy with then did that affect your relationship with Nick? No, that's another question, actually. How have you that's guys been? That's why I asked it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sergey. Nice, Sergey. has a Segway. really good question asker.
0: <laughs> Goodness me. He's been amazing. And one of the things I will say on the flip side of an earlier pregnancy loss changing your celebration, it also changes the, your perspective the entire way through. I feel like your symptoms are all so much easier to tolerate when you're like, this is for a healthy child. Like, I will not complain about nausea because I'm just so glad I'm pregnant. Like it changes even like body image. I think a lot of women freak out the first time they start to get a belly or they put on a little bit of weight. And as someone who trains regularly, I haven't been able to train at all. Um, Even gentle walks kind of puff me out. I thought I would find that really hard, but I did last time, whereas this time I'm like... If this is what it takes for me to be a vessel for a child, that is what it takes for me to be a vessel. Like it put everything in perspective. And I think same for Nick. Like we've had times that have been really hard where I've been totally useless and <laughs> might I add, in the middle of a renovation. Yes. So my You'd- usefulness went dramatically down. You
1: were good though. You even wore N95s and stuff to try to contribute.
0: I did keep contributing to the extent that was safe. Like I, w- I stopped any painting with like heavy fumes. Mm, I did that. You're welcome. You did. You stepped <laughs> up a lot. I loved it. Anything that had like we had pest control and stuff, I wouldn't be in the house. Um, But I did. I was extremely handy at the start and then further on it was hard that Nick was doing everything and I couldn't even be like his assistant. Um, And I think the question was from someone who had said that they feel really guilty that their partner's like mm. shouldering all the weight. I feel like the way that you flip that is they also don't have to physically change anything in their life while you bear this child. Like you're going through all the symptoms, you're feeling shitty. The reason you're exhausted is not because you've gone out partying, it's because you're growing a child's limbs and digits and like they can't physically contribute to that. So it's just a time where I'm all for equality, I'm a hardcore feminist but I also acknowledge there are certain times where they can't equally contribute and you can't equally contribute. So. Your role becomes grow this child, and their role has to be do everything you can't do because they can't help with the bearing, so you can't help with the other stuff, and that's just a partnership,
1: right? But I think that's what makes it made it successful successful for you is that Nick is really good at understanding yeah. his role in this, yeah. Because some, I think, in some partnerships, it's very hard, and I don't know what it's like to be. The male in a heterosexual relationship where the wife is pregnant like that's mm. a very specific situation to mm. be in that neither of us you and i would never experience and i don't know if you could ever kind of like really tell a man how hard it is to like bear a child so they you kind of have to trust that they understand they just that. Get it yeah and nick gets it like it's yeah. really good at being like she's not being a complainer this is like the macro thing is that we're Making off. Yeah, she's growing a baby. Yeah, yeah, Right now. And I don't have to do anything for that. For that. Yeah. Whatsoever.
0: I think when I wasn't showing at all, like very early, when I had, you often have the worst symptoms when you're showing the least, which is a bit confusing. So he would forget and have days where he's like, I'm just at the house from like eight in the morning till 10 at night. And like, you've been napping all day and like, I'm tired. And I'm like, you're tired. Yeah. And then he'd go, okay. Okay, sorry. Like, it, it, it is hard when you're not visually reminded, but um, I think you do have a lot of conversations about how your contributions to certain things will be different for a while and you've got to work that out. Mm. Yeah.
1: And then. But, um, yeah, he's been amazing. Yeah, he has. He actually has been awesome. And I think the house has been awesome for both of you. Yeah. Um, other than Davidson, or <laughs> other than David Davidson, <laughs> what other names can you think of that go with Davidson? Yay-but- Davidson, Yay
0: Davidson, Yay Davidson. Um, we have chosen our name already. We had actually chosen names for a girl or a boy like years ago, and their family names. So, um, that is probably the one thing we will keep secret until until the baby arrives, until the little man arrives. But it's we sad. have names. Our original name, which was just for shits and giggles, was Max. Because we wanted his middle name to be Danger. So he could say Danger's my middle name and then it'd be Max Danger Davidson.
1: Okay, that wasn't a that wasn't a take. You were serious about that. I was definitely serious. For a serious. very long time. <laughs> and then I realised, oh my God, I can't do that. That's child abuse. When I asked, so, I was like, oh, so is it going to be, and you were like, no, no, no. And I was like, what do you mean no? You were convinced. I was convinced <laughs> for like were, a good three years. you were going to do Max Danger.
0: <laughs> and Because Max is cute. And then Max Danger is like the maximum danger. And then he could say Danger's my middle name. And then I was like, but if he's not a cool kid. It's not, and he's minimum suits, danger. Yeah,
1: that only suits like a dangerous kid. But also, if he's not a dangerous kid,
0: he would be bullied. I know. So we're not doing max danger. That's all I can say. Yeah, well, and not uh, yay either. Not yay, yay Davidson. Yay Davidson. Nick would cry. You would love it, and, and it also Nick. won't be Nick.
1: What else goes with David? Nick Junior Davidson. Junior. <laughs>
0: Davidson, <laughs> and it also David's won't be
1: David's sons. Oh, David. It also
0: won't be Chandler. Baby girl Chandler. Rip. Oh, Chandler Bong. LeBong. Anyway.
1: But um, that's cute,
0: David Davidson. It won't be David squared son. <laughs> Davy? Dave. Dave. No. Daniel? No. It won't start with D. Oh. Even though I love alliteration. Dave? Davidson.
1: Davidson. <gasps> so that's what we Bavidson. call the the baby, because
0: we're like it's baby Davidson, it's Davidson. among cute. ourselves. That's baby, would you call the baby? I would never call it baby. Okay. No. What about it? Also, we're Kevin. pretty, we're also pretty traditional. So we, it won't be like oh, a Nathaniel, Atlas Maximilian. or Maximilian. Maximilian's not too, you know, but it won't be like, I don't know, like grizzly hyphen bear or like, <laughs> <laughs> or like astrology or something. Stormy. It, yeah, it won't be that. It'll be quite a traditional name. Because it's a family name, so it's like a bit more traditional. Guys, I'm asking questions as if I don't know It'll be name. like obviously know baby boy Angelina.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Angelino. <laughs> um, pre- preference mm-hmm. on natural or C-section?
0: Great question. I think because mum, which I always forget, didn't go through pregnancy, so can't help me, <laughs> I have no preconceptions like many people do from their mothers about certain styles of birth, about breastfeeding or not. Like I'm not, I haven't been shaped by someone else's pregnancy experience. So I literally, it is in the hands of my OB and what she thinks based on the position of the baby and my body and all of those things. Like I would love to try for a natural birth as a first point of call. And I would love to try for no epidural and all that stuff. It, oh, I just I would draw If straight works, like, do you know yes. what I mean though? Like I, I think I'll just start with natural as a baseline, but I'm not so attached like some people are to a particular birth plan. And I also haven't, part of the miscarriage was I didn't even think that far ahead. I was mm-hmm. just like, next scan, next scan, next scan. So um, we have had the amazing Sophie from Australian Birth Stories on the podcast and I have her book and I'm suddenly devouring the chapters that are a little bit further along than the ones that I started reading. Um And definitely think it's important to go in educated about the options rather than feeling disempowered and having things kind of recommended to you while you're Mm. delirious. I will have a plan, but I'm not like devastated if, you know, it changes halfway through as I suspect it does most of the time.
1: Do you think Nick will be in the delivery room?
0: Yeah.
1: I reckon he'll pass out. He will definitely pass out.
0: (laughs) I actually feel like. I actually feel sad for, I feel. Not sad. I mean, obviously, we are doing all the work, but I feel sad for the men because they're totally lucid, and they're watching yeah. their partner like look like she's dying, yeah, yeah. but having no control over the equation. And then it's and also like masks and messy alerts, and she's shitting Blood. herself. Like, yeah, there's. But also, they they're so helpless in that moment, but they're completely. Together, yeah. So it's like imagine watching just your partner who you love bleeding, and you can't help them. Like whereas we're kind of like either drugged up or like so out of our brains in pain. Like hey, it's but all you POV. Also may not be. You know.
1: You know. You might not be. We've got to manifest. I'm definitely smooth... petrified
0: about childbirth.
1: So. Yeah. You I have speak a to very small frame. So you just speak to my scared. mom, but mom's tiny. Yeah, and, like, also she your body. loves bodies. giving birth. Yeah, so does Emma Isaacs. She loves mom, it. When I told her, I was like, Mom, you yeah. would have more and more babies. And she goes, I love it. I love it. I'm good at it. I saw Emma the other day. She's <laughs> like, I want seven. I'm like, babe, calm down. Mom, like, Mom had her last at 42. <gasps> you know how tiny she is. Mm. Four kids and we're all huge. I came out, like, almost four kilos. i like, I feel like that's all cheek, by the way. What does that mean?
0: Your four kilos wall in your little cheeks. Oh, all cheeks. I thought I was yeah, like, little it's
1: still here. Love, Bobby. Super cheeks.
0: Um, I feel like your body also figures it out. Mm. Like, even if you're small framed, like your hips move. Already my hips have moved. Like, it's crazy.
1: Yeah. But I think we've got to manifest a, a nice experience. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a long river of a lot of pain. No. It be good.
0: And I also feel like the biggest thing I've learned from Australian birth stories is that the more women, are educated about their options before they go in. They don't feel traumatized by anything because they're aware what could come, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So um, I'll definitely be doing some research and listening to all the episodes. I've actually already listened to most of them, but more of
1: them. Nice. Shout out to Sophie. We love you. Um, And then kind of like a more, yeah, um, less pregnancy but still pregnancy one, do you have any pregnancy safe makeup?
0: or lotions it is an it is a whole new world like i honestly have just seen this divide in humans between non-parents who don't know anything about anything about like tens machines, just all these terminologies right i've never known them before and then everyone on the other side knows everything because you've had to like research it so i'm in that like transitional phase where i'm like oh my god can't use retinol, can't use all these ingredients, can't use licorice root, some essential oils are bad for you. Like there's so many things that you shouldn't do and there's different scales of like from all the way from like smoking and alcohol Mm. to like this is risky but it's not that risky and you can make up your own mind kind of thing. Um, But one of the big things in skincare is um, retinol and vitamin A's. You take those out pretty immediately Um, and – Otherwise, I already had quite a natural skincare routine. So I will, that's probably more of an Instagram question. I'll start to list a couple of things I've been using.
1: Well, yeah. and some to, of the resources
0: that helped me figure out what ingredients. I
1: was going hate to hate to plug, but actually, BloomFX is. Yes. So the only reason why I say that is because Kim, the founder, she, most of their stuff is pretty pregnant safe. And obviously, we always say, you know, speak to your Yeah, a speak to your own. Yeah. But all and almost all of the products that we make, except for obviously the retinol and maybe a few, maybe one other. Like a c- couple of I can use other the vitamin things. C.
0: I've been using the vitamin C. Yeah. So the
1: vitamin C is built to be pregnancy safe, yeah. as is the nectar. Most of it is because Kim developed it while she was pregnant.
0: Yeah. And my um every day a lot of people start rubbing their belly early for stretch marks. I use the body balm yeah. every day.
1: So she developed that for that reason. Yeah, it's and the amazing. Petal polish, but um,
0: in the yellow yeah. tube, it's amazing. Gen- yeah,
1: genuinely though, have a look because yeah, everything's sh-
0: safe, even though it's still high
1: performance. Well, yeah, because they've been a, they've been alive for four years, um, and she's been pregnant twice in that time. Yeah, that's so true. The, the, like the product development was a lot of it was testing on herself, but yeah. she's also got de- um, eczema and, and dermatitis. Yeah, so it's actually like very efficacious as well as great for sensitive skin and pre- like a lot of it is pregnancy safe. The vitamin so C particularly
0: look... has been like amazing because mm. you have to take out most of most of my serums were retinol serums. Retinols, yeah. Yes. But vitamin vitamin C is an amazing kind of alternative.
1: Yeah. I'll put yeah, links sorry. to that
0: all actually. Yeah. So I just thought of it. I no, was that was a good,
1: question. that was a good um. Reply. Um there's only a few more questions. But in the pregnancy zone, is the anything hard about being a pregnant adoptee?
0: Amazing question. So I thought I had had all my feelings about adoption in my life. Like I kind of thought I've made it to adulthood. I've kind of experienced every thought I could possibly have and every feeling and worked out how I feel about my birth mother and my foster mother and everything. And all of the girls in my group who were all adopted together have remarked on how the only time you access a new level of emotion that you didn't know you had is when you have kids. Because you've never thought about the process before. And so Korea, the trip, and meeting, seeing my foster parents again, suddenly the period of being zero to five months before I got to Australia, which I've always dismissed as like, I have no memories, it doesn't even matter. Suddenly I was fascinated in it because I'm like, I'm going to have a zero to five yeah, month old and mom's not going to know what to do with it's it. True. Um, and And it changes. It definitely like opened up a whole new world of, I'm going to have my first blood relative. Like I don't have anyone around me whose gene pool is similar to mine. I've never seen anyone reflect my features. I've never shared DNA with someone I've met or been in the same room as. And I've also never really thought about my birth mother that much because I've had so much contact with my foster parents And to me, they're more significant because they shaped my curiosity when I was younger. They fed me. They had me in their family photos, whereas my birth mother didn't. But I think when I give birth, I will reflect a lot more on like someone gave birth to me and then gave me away, not in a traumatic way, but just more in a reflective, like a compassionate way, I think.
1: Oh, I actually didn't even think about the fact that you have your first blood lineage. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: that's That was my biggest realisation was like I won't know what to do with myself when our little boy starts to show features that look like me. Like I've never had that before. And I didn't realise I hadn't had that before. I just never think about Neither. it. Neither. I just, Elizabeth is
1: just so your mum. She's but- just
0: my mum. And yeah. Al, I feel like her body language, I resemble her body language sometimes. Mm. So I'm like, oh, I do that. So I've never felt like lacking in reflection.
1: I think it also because Alex is also South Korean. Yeah. It, feel, you, it feels like you guys must Are related. be like blood-related, but you're not. Like there's yeah. nothing. Yeah, how weird!
0: And one of our one of my good friends, Matt Purcell, who you guys will have heard on the podcast before, um, who's another South Korean adoptee, he has two daughters, and he said that that was a big shift for him was having blood relatives who look like him. We've just never had that before.
1: I know. Um, speaking of adoption, we've got three last questions about adoption. Would you ever foster a child?
0: Great question. Um, so we have done a whole adoption episode on whether I would meet my birth mother and all of that, so I'll link that for that background, but this just came up after the career trip. Um, I would love to foster a child, but I don't know that the process in Australia is the same. So I I, um, a really good friends of ours, the Real Dads of Melbourne. They have fostered children before, um, but I'm not actually sure what the rules are and how it, like, I know this is, it's so hard coming from someone who's who was fostered so beautifully. I don't, <laughs> we really, really wanted to get a new baby Paul, for example. And we thought like let's foster a a border force puppy or a guide dog puppy or something to like get used to the puppy stage again. And Nick will not give it back. No like, he would yeah. never give he could not. he's just not capable of returning a puppy that came into his home that he loved, even knowing that it was for a foster. Period, so I just think we would we would adopt sooner than foster. I think, yeah. even though that's such a like us centric, selfish way to look at things, I genuinely think like we would attach. We have no c- capacity to attach not all our
1: love, like temper, like a, yeah.
0: Even though that's such a valuable contribution to a life, I would just immediately to be my child, mm. and then I'd be like, soz. you <laughs> it, yeah. it. yeah," and I'd never be able to, and I don't think you get much contact with them after. I just I just don't think I'm built built for that. Yep. And which makes me respect even more foster families, but I would adopt.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of, the next question is is it do you know how hard or easy it is to adopt in Australia? And I think your mum's situation is very different time.
0: Yeah, but still pretty similar in terms of the hurdles, I think.
1: Yeah, is it? It's
0: very difficult in that Like part of it is Australia has signed up to a lot of child protection treaties, which Mm. is amazing and Mm. I wouldn't expect any less, but it does mean that requirements are so stringent that you have to leap through with certain financial situations. You have to have a social worker come and live with you. It costs a lot to invest in the adoption process. So it's not super accessible. Um,
1: but if you're in a relationship with a social worker? Oh, good does that one. <laughs> yeah, for you guys. Does that count?
0: <laughs> I mean, I know heaps and heaps of people who have adopted children. It's possible. It's definitely harder than it costs a lot of money. It's just it's just there are a lot of hurdles yeah. and it changes often. It also changes which countries you can adopt from. I'm not I can't speak to um Within country adoption, but inter-country adoption changes based on which countries are open to Australia. And I think Korea is open at the moment. It wasn't for a really long time. But it's a very long process. Like it took four to five years for my brother, and it helped that I had already been adopted. Even yours and was mine hard. was way longer. So um I think it is quite a difficult process, but it's not impossible. And I have never, I like, whenever anyone asks me. Who is on their own journey towards adoption about my experience? I have only the most amazing things to say about it. Like, we have had the best life, the best life. We've never felt other. Really, I forget I'm Asian all the time. Yeah, me too. Like everyone forgets that my mom's every not my day mom, and know? I don't think and you're it's Asian. a surprise. I
1: look in the mirror, I'm like, "What?" Remember that one time I made that post, <laughs> and I was like, "My one Korean oh friend." Oh my god, I was so offended.
0: It wasn't me. I was like, oh, "Jade, what the fuck?"
1: <laughs> I forgot. I actually forgot you were no, Korean. Me too. I
0: forget all the time. <laughs> and then I think it's beautiful that I can forget. Like, what a privilege. Yeah. And I think it's a really, it's a really, really beautiful process. And Often if the if the option is no children or adoption and you were born to be a parent, which mum was, like you just create a family bond that might not be blood but people hate their blood relatives. Like mm. that's not the
1: be-all and end-all of connection
0: and love at all, so.
1: Speaking of your mum, the last one is, I tried to get her on, but when and will your mum ever share her story? Oh, she's just so shy. She's so shy. Guys, we've both tried. So we've peer pressured. Like I've I've tried. I've recorded it. Yeah, I tried the like, you know, gentle approach. And she wouldn't let me publish. And I I got a tentative, a verbal yes, which in hindsight, I wish I got my lawyer hat on of yours. And had it on paper or something. No,
0: you know what she's like. She'll always resent. She yes. did
1: the podcast she and then she made you, me yeah. delete the episode
0: because she gets so, she overthinks. Shy. She doesn't want to ever say anything that like would reflect badly on me or contradict something that I said about adoption. Or ch- She's just not a
1: public eye person. I think also for her, adoption is a very sensitive topic in which she wants to be very respectful to the people mm. of your audience that may be struggling. Or Yeah. Because I think she feels a slight sense of, guilt which she shouldn't about being successful in it yeah and that like I think she's yeah. like people are people some people are really trying and they can't and and, and it's a su- su- yeah. successful story and I was like
0: she's also very conscious that like I'm very open about it but Alex isn't mm-hmm. so she doesn't want to
1: say anything on his
0: behalf that mm-hmm. then he's like mum why did you do that? that so embarrassing because Alex is already like Sarah, stop fucking being on the internet. Yeah. So embarrassing. All my friends know everyone about you. <laughs> Literally, he's like, <laughs> everyone knows you're pregnant. Like,
1: <laughs> put your belly on. Like, <laughs> but mind you, he has already bought all of the outfits. Know, for little boy, he's so excited. The boy so much. But yeah. your mum's She, I've heard the story, and your mum speaks about it very well and very engaging. So hopefully one day. But right now, there has to be. Asked. We have
0: to like somehow like
1: illegally record her that she doesn't yeah. know and release it. Honestly, it'd be so unethical. But I know. Or
0: maybe she'd do a written one. She might do a written sure. and then we could get a voice voice yeah. actor. AI, don't worry, we got it. <gasps> no, no, she wouldn't do that. No. She'd hear herself <laughs> she, and she'd be like, I hate my voice. Like she's, oh, bless her, I love her so much. Anyway, that was a really long episode. But they were great questions. I really mm. liked them. So thank you so much, guys. Um, we have coming up, we just had an amazing guest last week who decided she had her idea about the first ethical women's super fund for women in a shipping container in Baghdad in Iraq when she was the head of operations for the UN World Food Program, What the actual Insane. Oh, amazing. In between, she also won like a small business award. She... Um, had done her. She said, oh, what was the other thing? She got qualified in something completely different in the middle. She either ran for Parliament. she ran for Parliament. Oh, my God. Chrissy Hobbs, amazing <laughs> episode. And then similar vein, they actually know each other, but not. Other, I didn't know that until afterwards. Next guest, the next guest coming up is the head of the Australian Antarctic Program, who also came from a defence background and has a fascinating journey. And he was the head of the Antarctic program during COVID when they got stuck in Antarctica no because way. the borders closed and couldn't come back. So that was really fun cool. talking to him about everything Antarctica. I'll but actually listen this time. Them read the book. I've got it for you. it's, oh. it's his diary of being in Antarctica for 537 oh. days. Oh my god! Okay, yes. And like, couldn't like imagine going for 12 months and then you have to have a second winter. Yeah, with there. 20 That's people. Cooked. That's cool. No one else isolated, can't fly anything in or out because COVID and you don't know when you're coming out. Oh, my God. Anyway, they were also the only people who had no lockdown because like. Because by virtue of where they were, they were in lockdown. Yeah, but they were kind of in lockdown. Like it was fun that they could like have parties and stuff (laughs) because no one had COVID. They didn't have to like social distance. (laughs) The outbreak has (laughs) reached 20 people. Literally, but it was them just like in winter, dark, darkness. All day. No. Nothing to do. Sad. Patchy internet. So interesting. He's like his start his material on leadership in that and resilience like insane
1: okay can't wait
0: yeah so that's coming up next and then we also have one of the actors from Miss Saigon <gasps> yes oh my gosh. who was a rugby player i believe um that's coming up yes, next so and then cool. i don't know what else we have coming up christmas Oh, my God, Christmas. Oh, my God. Also, guys, Christmas, festive shopping,
1: seize <laughs> the a jewellery. Yes. Oh, my Oh my God, it's so pretty. It is Earrings so pretty. in right now. It's really pretty, you guys. You ha- Honestly. Peer pressure. <laughs> no, but you have to. Perfect. Winston show notes. Really good pre- Christmas present, but they look so pretty. And also it's wearable yay. So it's I giving the gift of joy. I'm getting some. Okay, great.
0: I'll gift you some.
1: No, I don't want that.
0: Well, I am. Anyway.
1: Okay, okay love you guys. Bye. bye. <laughs>